Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome to News Du Jour. You may be wondering, why am I, Annie Bowles, here hosting this podcast? I usually start by telling people I'm a political baby. You see, my parents met working on Capitol Hill. By the time I was two, I had been in my first political commercial and even got lost crawling around the West Wing. Don't worry, Al Gore found me. My family moved abroad when I was nine years old, and I attended an international school in Brussels with kids from all over the world. And it's this type of global perspective that I also bring to our show. I graduated from American University in D.C. after studying political science and art history, as well as interning on both sides of Capitol Hill. I even interned down the hall from where my parents met. I'm now pursuing a professional certificate in journalism at NYU in conjunction with Rolling Stone magazine. I guess I was always that friend in the friend group who cared deeply about not just what was going on politically, but globally. I've often kept my own friends informed through high school and even into young adulthood, so I guess I've always done a version of this show. I am genuinely passionate about following the news, and I'm here to break it down for you guys every weekday. We strive to be a calmer space to get your news, or as one listener put it, quote, like getting your news from a well-informed bestie, end quote. I'm so glad you're here. So you guys, I wanted to say a huge thank you for your patience as this episode went live a little delayed today. I really just wanted to round up all the stories, and unfortunately, my son had to come home sick yesterday in the middle of the day, so I was busy taking care of him and prepping for our trip. So I had a lot going on, and I wanted to make sure that today's episode really got you guys covered for the week because, as we've mentioned before, our agency is merging with SiriusXM, which means that we are going to be migrating to their hosting platform this week. And that means that over the next two days, we're not going to have our usual episode. So I really appreciate you guys hanging in there with us with this slight interruption. And it just so happens I'm going to be traveling during this time anyway. So it really worked out great. And if you're interested in following my trip to DC, you can find me on Instagram. Um, of course, we have a show Instagram. It's at newsdujour.podcast. But then I also have a personal Instagram that's public. It's it's Annie Bowles on Instagram. And it's the same handles over on TikTok. 
So without further ado, I have two mini stories for you guys, then two other stories and a lot of Israel and Gaza updates. So without further ado, let's jump in. For our first mini story, the woman whose abortion we covered yesterday. So it was ruled on. The Supreme Court of Texas denied her the abortion, which just blows my mind. It doesn't feel pro-life in any way, but it doesn't matter. The young woman wisely went out of state to get an abortion rather than waiting on this cruel and really head-scratching decision of the court. Um, In case you guys missed yesterday's episode, this woman had a baby who wasn't going to live after birth, and it was putting in jeopardy her reproductive organs, so she wasn't going to be able to carry other babies to term if she carried this one to term, and this baby wasn't going to live regardless. So it was just a really cruel thing to do, not just to this mom, but also to the child. So... Is really strange. And if you're interested in hearing more backstory on that particular case, we covered it at length in yesterday's episode. And then for our second mini story, Rudy Giuliani is facing up to $43 million in damages, you guys, for defaming poll workers in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. This is just two women seeking this amount, though. Two women want $43 million, and it is possible that other people will want the same amount that they get. So as we've previously covered, Rudy's bank account is being drained by these court cases, and not just these types of fines, but also paying his attorneys and things of that nature, especially because he isn't able to practice law right now due to this ongoing scandal. So he may not even be worth that amount to give at this point, the $43 million. I'm not sure exactly what his finances are, but let's just say he doesn't have an endless fan base to fundraise off of the way Trump does. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on this because it's getting heated for Rudy Giuliani. So that is it for our mini stories today. Let's jump into our first longer story, dancing in Iran. So I had to share this story with you guys today because it is just warming my heart. That said, this is all secondhand information and like video footage that I've seen. I haven't seen any traditional news outlets reporting on this yet. So I wanted to preface it with that. I always tell you guys where I'm getting my information. Um, But basically, a fisherman merchant from Iran has now gone viral on social media for singing and dancing in the streets, which has been illegal in Iran since 1979. The fisherman looks older, probably about my dad's age, so in his like 60s or so, but he dances to crowds cheering him on and is the absolute cutest. He has thus inspired countless other Iranians, a lot younger ones, to basically take to the street to begin dancing in protest. And some women are even doing it without hijabs so bravely and you know, they're dancing too. Everyone is cheering and dancing and living life. And it is such a beautiful thing to see under such an intense regime. According to these secondhand accounts as well, this man has actually himself been jailed and likely tortured in the past by the regime. So his peaceful act of protest is all the more meaningful given that he risks losing his freedom again and really knows what that risk is that he's taking on. 
And speaking of Iran, there's also a Swedish EU official on trial right now, according to Reuters. He faces the death penalty there, and he was seen attending a court session on Sunday. His charges are, or I should say, his charges include spying on behalf of Israel, among others. But that charge alone carries the death penalty in Iran. The Swedish government says that there's absolutely no grounds for these charges, that he was not doing anything of the sort, and that they are fighting for his release right now. But unfortunately, the Iranian government tends to do what they want about these issues. As we see in a lot of other authoritarian-ruled countries, the court system has like a 90-plus percent conviction rate, so it's just not really a real court system. Just ask the hundreds, if not thousands, of Iranian detainees with no legitimate charges against them who still face the death penalty there every single day. So now we will head over to Israel and Gaza news, and I wanted to issue a content warning before we dive in that the story involves war. So Biden has now publicly criticized Netanyahu and warned him that public support is waning for his cause. Biden specifically said at a fundraiser in D.C. where there was a transcript released but no video footage that Netanyahu has no support for a two-state solution. He is not in favor of this, which is what America has advocated for for at least the five past presidencies. That is what we have always advocated for, no matter who is in power here in the U.S. So that is not a good look. And at the end of the day, Biden has not spoken out against Netanyahu since the war began. So this is really strong language coming from him. And it shows where we are at politically when it comes to this war. And next up in our updates about the war, white phosphorus. So Biden has also spoken out about the use of white phosphorus by Israel in Lebanon. He said he is conducting an investigation into whether or not this chemical was supplied by the U.S. and whether or not it was used against international law. As we've covered before on the show, as well as on social media in some explainers, there are legitimate reasons to use white phosphorus in a war military scenario, which is why we're giving it to Israel in the first place. But using it as a chemical agent against human beings is against international law, and it is not how this chemical was intended to be used by Israel when we sent it there. So something like this would be completely out of line by Israel and again against international law and may give Biden an additional reason to pull back in his support of Netanyahu's war. So Sorry, guys, my throat is really sore. I think I have whatever my kid had. Needless to say, this break is coming at a really good time. Thank you, daycare, for all of the sickness. Anyway, uh, President Biden, since day one, when it comes to this war, as well as the international community, have been urging Israel to follow the rules of international law. And finding out that they violated that law with the white phosphorus could be a turning point in these events. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted if we hear anything else about that investigation. And the next up in our updates, I wanted to let you guys know that the UN had another Security Council vote 
asking for a ceasefire that ended up being 13 countries voting for a ceasefire, the UK abstaining, and the US vetoing. So it just keeps kind of playing out the same way. It's just veto after veto, and we'll keep you guys posted if that changes. And then I wanted to touch on the strike that's going on about Gaza. So there is an ongoing strike nationwide on the subject of Gaza and the Palestinian people. The strike seems to have originated in Jersey, according to The Guardian. But I've also seen a lot of people striking here in Oklahoma and friends of mine like all over the country, maybe even all over the world, in support of Gazans who are under siege right now, the massive loss of life, and the burgeoning humanitarian crisis, which is a really important component to all this as well. And then I wanted to touch on the Harvard president. So calls have continued for Claudine Gay, the Harvard president who testified before Congress, to resign or be fired over her responses on the subject of anti-Semitism. But Harvard has formally announced that after deliberating Monday night, she's going to stay. And that is seems to be their final decision on this subject. But if anything changes, we'll be sure to let you know. We haven't heard anything from MIT just yet. And then I wanted to let you guys know that bodies of two of the hostages have been found. So meanwhile, while all this is going on, there's so many different components to all of this. Lots of moving parts. But two bodies of Israeli hostages have been located They died while being held captive by Hamas. Other hostages have begun speaking out about the terrible conditions they were under while they were being held hostage, but also for the need for lasting peace and to get the remaining hostages out of the tunnels ASAP as these hostages who have been freed are worried that they are running out of air, literally air, you guys. So that is just so you know, uh, spine chilling. And definitely there's always been the sense of urgency by the U.S. government to locate these hostages. I pray that they can do that ASAP. And lastly, there was an act of anti-Semitism I wanted to tell you guys about in Poland. So, According to Reuters, as well as video testimony, a far-right member of parliament used a fire extinguisher to put out Hanukkah candles. It was sort of a state ceremony, as I understand it, and this was in an act of hate against the Jewish community. When he was asked why he did it, he said, quote, those who take part in acts of satanic worship should be ashamed, end quote. So, It's pretty uh, obvious why this happened, and it sounds like he will face consequences, though, thankfully. As the Speaker of Parliament said, they will not tolerate racism there. So he's already lost three months of his salary and six months of his parliamentary expenses, but he also could stand to face more consequences as prosecutors are currently putting together a case against him. So again, if we hear anything else about this subject, we'll be sure to keep you guys posted. And then actually, we have one more little update on this subject. So this is something that I've been really wanting to dive into a lot deeper for you guys. And I think uh, next week, hopefully, we'll have a slow day where we can take a really 
close look at what's going on in the Red Sea. This is where things really are heating up, but Houthis have struck a Norwegian commercial ship in the Red Sea. And if you don't know what's going on in Yemen, we have an episode where we dive deeply into that. It should be, you know, just scroll down in your feed. But this is just the latest of this type of event. Again, it was a Norwegian commercial ship that was struck by Houthis. So not a military vessel, not anybody trying to do anything nefarious. So this is not good. And concerns are worsening over the widening of this conflict and basically using the war in Israel as an excuse to go after other Western countries militarily. So again, I think this is something that's really important we keep an eye on, and I'm hoping that next week we can do a deep dive. So that wraps up our updates about Israel and Gaza, but I did want to touch on one more story before we go for the week. As you guys know, I am incredibly invested in what's going on with Alexei Navalny. I told you guys that Iran and the woman life freedom movement is my Roman empire, but this is a close second. (laughs) This is something that keeps me up at night as well that I just, I wonder how it's ever going to be resolved. And I think about it all the time because in studying Russian history that I've done a couple different episodes about bonus episodes for our patrons and things of that nature. It really can be so depressing to me because it just feels like waves and waves of corrupt leadership. And Alexei seemed like this bright light in all of that. And I am still um, hopeful for him. But I did want to let you guys know that Alexei's lawyers are raising alarm bells. They haven't heard from him in six days, and now he's missed a court date. So this is worrying because Alexei has been alleging that the prison was keeping him in rooms with sick inmates and using other tactics to try and either (laughs) at least at a minimum make him miserable or potentially kill him in some kind of secondhand way while the world is focused elsewhere. So today will make exactly one week since anyone has heard from him. I'm thinking of him and his family while we are so far away and completely unable to help. If you don't know about Alexei, his name, different outlets spell his first name different ways. But here's his name spelled out the way I've seen most common. A-L-E-X-E-I and then Navalny is N-A-V-A. L-N-Y. If you search for that and you if you'd like to learn more, if you search for his name and a documentary, I forget what the name of the documentary is or what streaming platform it is on, but there is a free documentary about him and you'll get a sense of his personality. I mean, this man was definitely a born, you know, activist, a born leader, and the people he are go he is going up against are terrifying and he is just fearless in their faces and that is part of like that's exactly what the Russian people need and deserve at this moment but I do fear the worst for him right now I'm always afraid something's gonna happen to him they've tried to poison him before tried to assassinate him before so if you don't know about him it's a really interesting subject and sort of the one hold out piece of hope for the Russian people now we've also done 
a historical bonus episode for our patrons that is live on our Patreon right now on the subject of Russia's Road of Bones. I don't think we posted it to this feed, but either way, you can for sure find it on our Patreon. If you become a patron, that is immediately available to you guys, along with, I think, at least four other bonus episodes ready to binge right in there. We also have a cookbook. You get breaking news text messages to your phone if you set it up through the app. So long story short, becoming a patron is the most direct way to support our show. But I wanted to also encourage you guys to follow us on Instagram. If there are any news updates over the next couple days that I think are interesting, I will be sharing those to our Instagram stories. So you can always stay up to date there as well. And that for this week is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. It lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media. And that is also linked in our show notes. You can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow my personal account at it's Annie Bowles on both platforms as well. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.